Welcome to Anchored. We are the Vermeers. I'm Emily. And I'm Jonathan. And here we discuss our daily trials and tribulations, what works and what doesn't work in our relationship. Mother. And father. Of two littles, full-time working parents with a side gig. Jesus followers while helping others be the best version of themselves and in their relationships. Now, by no means are we any type of specialist. We're just here to tell our story and hope it impacts many of you in a positive light. We want to bring laughter, tears, and honesty about our lives, showing you the true reality of what life is and can be. Well, hey guys, welcome to another episode of Anchored with Jonathan and Emily. And like we always start every episode, we'd like to cheers. But I don't have anybody to cheers with because, well, you're with me, Jonathan here, and only me. And like you guys may have listened to last week, um, Em and I decided we just, we wanted to do a his and hers episode um, individually where Em, like she talked about last week, kind of gave her perspective and tips and tricks on um, from a woman's point of view in a relationship and kind of how uh, women click a little bit and trying to be able to really grow in a relationship and kind of go that direction. Whereas in this episode here, of course, we're going to flip flip it a little bit. We're going to go from the men's perspective. And now women, I know you're thinking here before you guys turn this off, don't go anywhere. It can be very effective, and I'm going to hopefully try to give some ideas and points um, here for women to understand kind of where men are coming from. Now, if you have a husband or boyfriend that you want to have listened to, this would be a fantastic episode to introduce them into our podcast and to say, hey, listen to this here, because I'm going to try to give some ideas and uh, some tips and tricks myself on what men can be able to do to, I guess, not spice enough a relationship, but try to kind of get a little bit. Um, of what they want. And ladies, you can kind of think about it here as if this is something that you're wanting more out of your man, um, have them listen to this one because you're going to try to, because they're going to end up getting more of what the perspective is on here. So um, just to kind of back things up a little bit here, and of course, this year of 2020 has, uh, to say the least, been an unexpected year and one I don't think anybody could really uh, predict that was going to happen. Um, and I have really noticed in the last couple months that I've personally been struggling a little bit, um, which is kind of myself and really where I'm at. And this has really um, started to affect, I guess, I wouldn't say affect, but it's it has made me realize that I am not being the best version of a husband towards my wife. Um and I think that's where a lot of people have been coming through. I, you know, I'm kind of, she actually put a post out earlier today about where she just kind of had a rough day yesterday. Um, and she, you know, just didn't quite feel herself. And, you know, and I think that's kind of where I've been at really for the last several months, haven't really necessarily kind of felt myself or felt like myself. And somebody else actually responded and put a comment on her post as well. And they, they, they basically agreed and said, yeah, I have said and done things like towards my kids that I'd never thought I would say, um, and kind of said things towards myself that I never thought I would say. And I think that's kind of where, you know, being such a challenging and trying year this year, that we've all been maybe doing or saying things that we normally haven't been over the last several years or even any time in our lives. And it's something that we're still trying to figure out how to process and really how to, I guess, overcome. And there's still going to be a lot of um, unforeseen things that's going to happen in the future or we're just there's a lot of uncertainty of what's going to happen in the future yet at this point in time. And so, 
you know, it's taken a good several months for me to start understanding that and realizing that, you know, I probably have been putting in a little bit of more of a self-negative talk, um, which is then, of course, portrayed into, you know, kind of a, maybe not like a woe is me, but, you know, more of a negative attitude when I come home, when I want to talk to M, and it, it it's something that I probably have rubbed off on her there, and it probably has caused her to maybe have some doubts and have some of the negative self-talk, and then it just kind of, and we kind of start going back and forth on each other that way. Um, and so, of course, we want to try to be able to be the best versions of ourselves, and that's what we try to strive to every single day. Now, how do I do that? Um, one thing I realized, again, just, again, relatively recently within the last several weeks is one thing I have not been able to do is really get myself to where I can recharge. And it's an important thing for everybody to be able to recharge themselves for the purpose that if you are running on empty, you're not going to be able to be the best version. You're not going to be able to really help somebody else out and lift them up. You know, they people, I would say they, I've heard things there before where it says, you know, Marriage is 50-50. Well, you've also heard, well, no, marriage is not 50. Marriage is 80-20. And I agree that probably the majority of times I'd say marriage is more of an 80-20 basis. Now, it's not saying that 80% of, you know, a woman has to do 80% of the work and men's only doing 20% of things or vice versa. But what it comes down to is that you guys are doing it as a, as a team, as, as one together. And M and I really strive to do things as a team together. And there are going to be the days, the times where, just for example, M is just really not feeling herself. She's just not feeling like she wants to be able to do. So that's where I need to start stepping up my game, where I do 80% of the things, where she can only do 20% because that's where her tank is at that point in time. And we're just lifting each other up to make sure we're doing it. And then it's vice versa. There's going to be days where I don't feel that great, and I'm just, mm, you know, kind of feeling in the blues right now. And M, she's like, all right, well, I'll take care of it. And she does 80%, and I do 20%. Well, when it comes to that point, when you realize that you're at the 20%, and this is where I think I really struggled with, but when you realize, okay, I'm down at that 20% and my tank is becoming a little bit less, I need to recharge or refuel myself. Well, how do you do that? Well, for me personally speaking, <laughs> I'm going to laugh a little bit because she, and if Anne listens to this, she's going to really laugh about it, but I want to go to the golf course. Um, most people, or not most, but there are going to be a lot of people that think golf uh, sounds like the most miserable, uh, stressful time there. Well, I could be able to go out to the golf course for two, three, four hours, even just chipping, putting, and doing that kind of thing. And what it really does, it gets my mind to slow down for a little bit. Instead of trying to figure out everything that's going on, okay, what are the kids doing? Do we have to do this? What bills are paid? What's M thinking? You know, is she okay? Whatever the case may be. What it gets me to do is I can kind of slow my mind and my thought process down, and it can kind of give me more clarity that way. I can really focus on just what I'm doing, put some music in, and do something that I really, really love to do. And then what that is doing, it is allowing me to get this kind of fresh, um, kind of almost just a fresh restart, more mentally than anything else. I think M, she kind of used an example when she was running a little bit low and running a little bit unempty the other day, is that she just needed to sleep. So she was in the middle of her day and decided, I'm just going to take a nap. I think it was 12 o'clock or so, and she laid down and she took a nap and was able to recharge. Now, it's kind of funny because if you guys know her, she does not take naps. And this is something that I was really proud of her, the fact that she understood and realized that she was suffering from migraine or headache for the last several days before that. 
and realized I just needed to be able to reset and just restart everything else. And what she needed at that point in time was sleep. And so it mattered, and I don't know how long she ended up sleeping, maybe for an hour or two, but it was a great thing because she understood, okay, I need to recharge and reset myself. And it really worked. Her headache went away and she felt, and I could tell she just, she was tired that night, but I could tell the next day she was much, she was ready to go at that point in time. And, you know, mentally you could tell she was in a different place at that point. So a lot of people think, okay, well, isn't that selfish just to say, I'm, I'm going to go get away for a couple hours and just go to the golf course and leave her with the kids. You know, some people can think of it as a selfish thing and saying, well, he's just getting away. You know, he doesn't really care. Well, I look at it as kind of the opposite way of if you think it's selfish, I'm actually trying to think of I need the recharge so that way I can be able to help you and be be present while I'm here with you, you know, doing the kids and that, you know, if it's going out on a date, whatever it could be. If it's anything doing it together, I still want to be here 100% and give you my best efforts. And I need to be able to have a full tank in order to be able to do that. Um, and so don't feel guilty. There's no reason to feel guilt if you need to go get away from it. And that goes with, the, with women too, with the wives and girlfriends. You know, don't think you need an hour and say, okay, just, it's okay to say, I need an hour to get away, go to the gym, go for a walk, go get a bite to eat, go grab a drink with a friend. It is not a problem to be able to do that. It is actually a very, very good thing where you can get that time just away from everything and all these stresses and the uh, fast-paced things in the world. And it's just something that you're going to be able to get yourself refreshed, rebooted, and you'll be amazed on how much better you feel and how much more focused you will and how much of a better person you're going to be towards either your significant other or your kids or whoever else is important in your life. Now, ladies, let me ask you this. Have you guys ever thought before, why does he not just tell me or why does he just not open up about what he's thinking or feeling? Well, there is going to be a very simple reason for this. I think a lot of times, at least for me personally, it is going to be a matter of I'm not quite sure how she's going to react. And believe it or not, the last thing I want to be able to do is upset you, upset my wife. Um, I, You know, if there's something that I might say that I think will upset you, there's a lot of times I just don't want to be able to say it um, for that reason, which of course can cause more stress as I'm starting to learn uh, more and more by doing it that way, because like M said in the previous episode, uh, there's things where she starts creating these ideas on, okay, well, this must be what he's thinking, this must, must be what he's doing. Um, and that's sort of something that I think that's the men and women of how they operate. And it's something that Granted, I don't know necessarily if it's a man, man and a woman thing, but more of a personality type of problem. But um, I know for me personally, I just really have a hard time opening up and just telling exactly what I think for really the main purpose of I don't necessarily want to hurt your feelings. And when I say you, I'm talking, of course, to my wife, but I don't want to be able to hurt her feelings. I don't want to be able to upset her. I really have this empathy of I just it's it's OK. I'll take the burden on my shoulders and it'll be fine. Now, is that an effective thing? No, I'm starting to definitely learn that it's it's something that I'm working on to try to open up a little bit more. Now, men, let me ask you this. Do you want more out of your significant other or out of your wife? Well, of course you do. There's going to be things that if, you know, if you say you're perfectly happy with what she's doing, fantastic, I'm really, really happy for you. Um, then maybe this is not for you, but... I know there are times where I want more out of my wife when it comes to either just um, spending time together. If it's in, when I say spending time together, spending quality time together, and we'll dive into that a little bit more here shortly. Um, but 
if it is sex, if it is um, going out on dates, if it's time away from the kids, if it's just brainstorming on what your future is going to be together, where you want to live, what you want to do for work, what do you want to do for jobs, anything kind of like that. Well, if you want more out of your wife, there are things that you specifically have to start doing. And so what is it that you do? I think one thing for me personally I know is going to be a matter of why am I not opening up? Well, if I don't express myself and express my thoughts and my feelings to her, she's never going to know. And what she's going to end up doing, she's going to start speculating and saying, well, um, you know, he's thinking this, he's doing this. So now because he's thinking this, I'm going to go ahead and start changing my actions and my thought process as well. Well, of course, that's not what we want to be able to do. We want her and I want M to be able to come towards me and be able to say, hey, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I want. And it's a vice versa type of thing. And so it's a really difficult thing to, I think, master. And, you know, for if, for those of you who say, you know what, we communicate great. That's awesome. That's fantastic. And I'm really envious of you. And that's something that I would say it's one of our biggest things that we're, our biggest hurdle that we're trying to get over. Um, but we're doing better at it on a day-to-day basis because we're starting to realize why that is. Now, I answer, you know, I asked a question, why do we not open up? I think a big reason is, is the love languages. Um, a couple episodes ago, we talked about the five love languages and the importance of them. And I think a lot of people don't know their significant other's love language. It's really easy to speak your own love language. And if you're speaking your love language, that might not be coming across as the other person's love language or for them to really understand it. So in my mind, I can think, okay, if I don't know M's love language, which I do, but if I don't know it, I don't know necessarily if I can be able to try to express what she wants to be able to hear, how she wants to hear it. So say I try to speak in my love language um, and I'm only giving her actions. Say if she's just a gift person and I'm going to try to do actions for her um, because that's my love language. Now, if you're going to go ahead and just do actions, 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 and she's all of a sudden not responding to you, then you start thinking to yourself as a man, why would I go ahead and keep doing these actions? She clearly is not showing that she really appreciates the actions for it, so I'm not going to continue to do it, so I'm just going to shut down at this point in time. Well, a lot of the problem becomes with it's not her love language. Her love language is gifts. So instead of doing an actions like cleaning the dishes, because maybe she doesn't care about if you clean the dishes, maybe it's a matter of bringing home some flowers and say, here, hon, I love you. This is what's going on here. Or, you know, I love you. I just appreciate you, but I'm going to give you some flowers for it. Now, all of a sudden, she starts to open up more to you because you've spoken to her correct love language. And so that's something, again, to go back and we dive more into the into that episode there a couple episodes ago. So if you want to get more into the actual love languages itself, we definitely urge you to say, hey, go back and listen to those. But um, that's going to be a big thing I know for me is that, you know, without really understanding what her love language is, sometimes it can be difficult for me to open up because you're not getting the response that you want to get. So you just shut down. So that's where it's the importance of being able to understand their love language and to uh, know exactly how to communicate that way. Now, another question I try to ask yourself is what is your strategy or what's the strategy you guys use um, to do life together? Now, when I say strategy, um, it is... It is a, I guess, a, a plan of attack that you have. So I'm, you know, I'm a big sports guy. If you guys know, um, 
you know, before every, let's just use football, it's football season right now, so let's just go kind of with the uh, football analogy, is that before you guys play a football game, coaches will end up having a strategy. They're going to have a game plan. They're going to say, okay, this is the weaknesses, strengths of the other team, so this is what, how we're going to exploit it, and this is how we're going to be able to try to beat that, that opponent. Well, it can go as life together. As a husband and a wife, you guys are one doing life together. So M and I, we try to have a strategy on how we try to do things. And we've talked about it multiple times um, throughout all of our episodes on our strategies involved with doing date nights, you know, once a week if we can. We like to go on spontaneous trips together. We like to go to the beach together with the family, with the kids. We always like to try to do one big trip, just me and her without the kids. We are doing business together. We have dreams and goals that we want to do career-wise, financial-wise, um, just how we want to raise our kids. And we have, you know, our core values that we've talked about as a couple, but now we actually have a strategy behind, you know, the ideas of what we want to do. And what if all of a sudden some type of outside forces change things up and your strategy that has worked um, or, you know, you think has been working all of a sudden is not seeming to work as well anymore. Let's go back to the football analogy. And so you have like your coach who is once again, um, had that plan, that pregame plan up until, you know, to try to be able to beat the other team. Well, the first and second quarter come along and the plan that you have in place that you thought was going to work is just blowing up in your face and it's not working. You get to halftime and you're getting your butt kicked. Well, those great coaches are going to come up with a different strategy and a different plan and make those halftime adjustments to come out in the second half to either start competing better or to be able to win the game. Now, let's just use this as a real life example and, um, you know, that, how it can go in with your relationship. Um, you know, one way for, say, if you're married for f- the first five years and you're, you know, doing your career and you guys are each working, um, you see each other, you know, through the night, you're doing dinner, that kind of thing. You're just going through everything and everything seems great. You guys are, you know, very happy. Your tanks are full. Okay. Then 2020 hits. One person, you know, COVID-19 hits. Um, one one of the spouses loses their job, or the uh, both of you are instead of losing your job. Let's say about this: both spouses are now working from home, and only working from home. And so now you guys are in having to be able to work together in the same office. You're in the same space for eight to ten hours a day working, but then for another six to eight hours at night after work. All of a sudden, instead of being together for, you know, six hours a day, you're now together for essentially, you know, 18 to 20 hours a day or 12 to 18 hours a day before you go to bed. Well, things are going to end up changing at that point in time because your strategy is going to have to change. And we're having to try to figure out how to make our life work because of some type of outside force that we were not prepared for to have to change. And that's how we're going to try to make our relationship stronger and better. Now, what is the biggest thing on that part of it? Of course, it's communicating. And one thing, gentlemen, I will say about this, and I think that's maybe not all men, but I will have to say a lot more men than women, we don't want to be able to talk about our feelings on that part. So if we need to change our strategy, we just need to be able to open up and really express, okay, this is working for me, this is not working for me. Now, it's some way that you try to be able to get into more of a gentle way, not really trying to make it as an accusation or saying, hey, this is not working for me, but try to come more of into a loving aspect of it and trying to be able to have that solution. And men are 
we like to be able to solve a problem. We like to be able to fix a problem. Um, so we're ones that, hey, I want to get here. This is what's going on. I'm not going to necessarily express it, but I'm going to just try and see what I can do to solve it. So maybe it's trying to figure out that mixture in the middle to say, okay, hun, um, this is something that's bothering me. This is why it's bothering me. And this is how I think we can try to be able to solve it. This is how I think we can do better. And that's sometimes where you do shift into that strategy part of it there. But it's also going to be coming back to forward with trying to open up and really express yourself that way. Now, if you do that as a man, just imagine and think about how appreciative your wife would be. Again, if you combine everything together with the strategy that you have, with opening up, but the biggest thing I still always say is going to be the um, speaking to her in her love language. And if that is you can understand that part of it, you're going to really start to understand, have her open up more to you and really show you because she's going to start speaking your love language back to you. Um, and it's just a really big thing of, you know, if you guys are really struggling in that, especially with now, um, you know, with 2020, we're coming towards the end of 2020, to really start to understand and digest a little bit about what this past year has brought. Um, and I think it's an opportunity to really do that self-reflection at this point to, one, recharge yourself, two, start to understand how to communicate, and you know, to communicate better, but how to communicate, and then figure out what strategy you guys are really coming together at that point um, of what you guys want to do to finish out this year to how do you want to be able to build into 2021. And that's something that Em and I have really been focusing on the last couple weeks. And over these last couple months of the year, it's something that we're going to be really focusing on big so we can get some momentum going on to it. We can have both full love tanks and then we can really start getting strong in 2021 and make it a fantastic year. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and uh, try to make this short and sweet. But like we always end every single episode, we always do a little high five. So I'll give myself a nice little high five in there. And uh, and tune in next week as we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the strategy part and how uh, Em and I specifically have, I guess, our strategy and what we're doing with our strategy in our relationship and the adjustments that we're going to be making uh, with what's been going on this year and what we you know, perceive might, what might actually happen in the future too. So anyway, again, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll, t- uh, we'll, we'll catch you guys next time. See you. Bye.